Go ahead and do the morning prayer for me, Linda. Okay. Father God, we just thank you for this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father God, for exponential elevation. We thank you, Father God, for the wisdom, the patience, and the understanding and the guidance and the kindness to receive the harvest that you set before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. As I mentioned to you all, um, the Lord put on my heart to go to Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 8, and I'm going to start by uh, attempting to see these little bitty words on this, in this big old book here. And it reads, now if, now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments. I'm sorry? Oh, let me put y'all on mute. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me put y'all on mute. Okay, here we go, here we go. This is Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 8. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 8. Now it shall come to pass if, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will see will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, yes, Lord, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herd, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall, be, blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. That's what I'm talking about. Bless in and bless out. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your faith. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses, not storehouse, in your storehouses. That means you're going to have more than one. And in all to which you set your hands, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Amen, amen, amen. And that is the word of God. He took me to Deuteronomy 28, and the one thing I discovered in reading it is that he uses the word if. 
the, the Deuteronomy 28, it speaks prosperity. It speaks blessings and abundance. But there is a if. If. There is a if throughout Deuteronomy 28. What are these ifs that I see that the Lord has shown me in Deuteronomy 28? In Deuteronomy 28, it shows me that God does everything, makes everything. There is a part to everything he does. It's it's one part. He makes one part, and it requires another part. For example, he gives us ears, but in order for the ears to be effective, we need sound. He gives us eyes. But in order for the eyes to be affected, we need sight. He gives us a mind. But in order for the mind to be affected, we need thought. Now, I want to kind of go back and forth here. Success, we know now, it is a decision, a decision that we make. And in order to make a decision, we have been giving instructions. God gives us instructions and we are to follow those instructions exactly the way he instructs us to. The, and, with the, and although, what does it say? Uh, I can't read someone, I'm not sure if you're, you forgot to put I did do that already. I did. I pressed record already. When someone, when you get instructions, right, you're supposed to obey clear instructions. Now, since we know that everything that God makes is a part of something, ears, sound, eyes, sight, mind, thoughts so on and so forth, the problem that we have sometimes is that we tend to add a little bit of our own thinking to instructions that we get. For example, we know that if we take two hydrogen and one oxygen, everybody knows you get water. That is H2O, two hydrogen, one oxygen. But sometimes we are so smart that we decide we're going to just add a little bit more oxygen than the recipe calls for. So what we end up with, instead of H2O, we end up with H2O2, which is hydrogen peroxide. Now, although water is good for you, hydrogen peroxide, on the other hand, if you drink that, It's going to kill you. And it's the same thing with the instructions that we get. We have to realize and we've got to know within our hearts that we are designed for success. We are designed for success. However, we are not predestined for success. Those are two different things. Designed is, that's how we've been created. That's how God made us. It's 
for success. But we are not predestined for success. There are some ifs. There are some, there is a, a second part of the equation that has to take place in order for success to actually manifest in our lives. You see, because, you know, we, we, we have this ongoing fight. I remember when I was in Petersburg and I was talking to LaShawn and, and, and she was expressing some some concerns and some things in her lives, and it, 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 I was thinking about her, and I, I realized that each and every one of us, we, we, we are literally born with the flesh and the spirit, and there's this ongoing fight that we deal with on a regular basis where we have an upward calling but a downward craving. An upward calling, but a downward craving or a downward desire. And, and what I mean by that is, for example, sometimes we, we, we have a calling, we, we, we have a calling to be married, but yet we have a craving or a desire to be single. Oh, that's an inner struggle. That's an inner fight. Many of us, we have... We, 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 we have a, a calling to be wealthy, but yet we have a craving to belong. You, 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 you can't, that, that's a struggle because it's very difficult to become wealthy, to, to, to fulfill that calling and also fulfill the craving to belong. You have to realize that over 90% of the wealth in the world is controlled by 2% of the population. So if only 2% of the population controls over 90% of the wealth, that means 2% of the population is not concerned whether or not they belong or not whether or not they are liked or not, whether or not they fit in. You cannot fit in and be wealthy. You, you, you are automatically an outcast, automatically, because you're 2% of the population. You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision that, look, God loves each and every one of us unconditionally. It doesn't matter if we're thieves, robbers, scoundrels, we, we could be liars, we could be whatever. He already died on the cross for us. He already paid the price for us. So he loves us unconditionally. Conditionally, However, when it comes to wealth, when it comes to success, that is conditional. That is an if, if we obey him, if we follow his commandments, if we follow his principles. Obedience is the key to prosperity. 
how many of us, we have someone that has already done whatever it is that we're trying to do. That's called mentorship. Wisdom comes from God, right? But you establish wisdom either by the school of hard knocks, which is doing things your way, learning from it, making mistakes and learning from it, or through a mentor. I remember when we were trying to purchase the building that we, the first building that we purchased, and that sounds so weird, the first building that we purchased. That means we have a second one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The first building that we purchased, we had never purchased a building before, and we spoke with a mentor. Michael flew all the way to Miami, spoke with a mentor there, and he said, Michael, you guys can do this. All you got to do is A, B, C. Well, we had never done A, B, C, nor had we ever bought a building. But when we followed his instructions, when we said, okay, two hydrogen and one oxygen, and we did not add any more oxygen, nor did we subtract any more hydrogen, nor did we add any oxygen to it. And we got exactly what he said we were going to have. We got approved on the building. And it was smooth. It was easy. Because he, he has done it before. He's done it before. And we obeyed his instructions, and sure enough, we got the building. We have got to learn to follow instructions, to follow instructions exactly the way he gives them to us. Many of us, we follow instructions only to the degree that we understand. And we cannot do it that way, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me, I get, I also get a little frustrated when, I'm, when we're trying to get from one level to the next level, and I don't understand. But because I have been following instructions longer, I have just learned to say, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing. But they knew what they were doing. They know what they were, they, they're doing. So I'm just going to do it their way and see what happens. And I'm telling you all from experience, it truly, truly works. It works. Because when you, when you add your own, that, those are distractions, obstacles, and obstructions that you are literally implementing yourself. You're putting them in without realizing that you're doing that. When you go to the scripture that Michael was in um, yesterday with David, if you look at David, David, when he heard, all he did was hear, when he heard that he would be wealthy if, you see that if, if he killed Goliath, 
he went to his past victories. His past victory was the bear and the lion. His past victories prepared him for this next struggle, this next Goliath. I know that each and every one of you that can hear me, that can hear the sound of my voice, you have conquered some Goliath in the past. You've conquered some Goliath in the past. And you've got to go back to that moment where you felt the fear and you did it anyway. And you moved forward on going towards Goliath. In the scripture where we read about David and Goliath, what's so awesome is that the book, the, the, the Bible says, David ran towards Goliath. He ran. You see, when you run towards Goliath, it gives you no time to think about the process. It gives you no time to ask your cousins or your mama or your friends, should I do it? You see, that's what David did. David ran, and I think the reason why he ran is because if he didn't run, he might have changed his mind. If he didn't run towards Goliath, he might have thought about it twice, thought about the fact that his brother said, boy, are you crazy? He would have, he would have convinced himself not to do it. Don't overthink what God has put in your heart that is yours, the blessing that you know is yours, the blessing that you know you're supposed to go after. Run! Stop thinking. Don't think about it. Don't think about the process. When you think about the process, your mind the devil will put thoughts in your mind. He will put things in your head that hasn't even happened, y'all. Hasn't even happened. And then, just like David, y'all, when David was asking about, hey, what does, what does a person that kills Goliath get? Do you recall how David's oldest brother said, what? What are you thinking? He was upset. David's brother was upset just because David was thinking about fighting Goliath. And I thought about that thing. I thought about why was David's brother so upset? And, you know, I can think of a, a, a thousand different bad reasons why David's brother was upset. Just like sometimes when we share our dreams, our hope, our goals with our own family, that they get upset with us. Why is that? Is there a good reason for our relatives to get upset with us? And you know, 
I thought of one. I thought of one. It's a little twisted, but I thought of one. I believe that one of the possible reasons why David's brother got upset with David was because of fear. Fear that something could happen to his little brother. Fear that his little brother could be killed. Fear. See, fear is power for you all. And fear comes in when you think about the process. When you think about the process, sometimes you share. I I, I mentioned to LaShawn, I said, LaShawn, never consult a small mind with a big idea. And it's because of the same reason, because sometimes you share with your, the people closest to you that love you, that sincerely love you, you share a big idea with them, and fear freezes them. They're afraid that something is going to happen to you. They're afraid that you might fail. They're afraid that you might hurt yourself. So they do what any loving person will do. They get angry and they spite you with everything they have to stop you from even attempting to go after what is in your heart. So that's why I say to you, Don't share a big idea with a small mind. It is best for you to just run, run like David did. Run after Goliath. Run before you even think about it. As soon as you start thinking about it, when you think about the process, when you think about it, Fear kicks in, y'all. It kicks in no matter how many times you go after something. Fear kicks in if you think about it. About two days ago, y'all, I experienced this myself on Monday when Mr. Woods said, I'm going after a private plane. And I heard him say it. We were in totally different cities, and I heard him say it. My default button, see, we all have a default button. My default button said, oh, Lord, Jesus, why? Why are you going to put this in his mind? Oh, God, oh, Lord. And I started having anxiety in my head because I started thinking about the process. Don't think about the process. Just run after it. Just run after it. When you run after it, that means you are putting all your trust in God. You're putting your trust in God. That's, that, that's where you have to, that's got to be your default button. And since this Bible study, I'm getting better and better and better at it. And I was able to squish the fear much faster than normal before. And it becomes, you become aware that your default button is taking you where it's taking you. 
So as a recap, as a recap, let's go after Goliath. Let's run towards Goliath, and let's just run as fast as we possibly can. But don't think. Don't think about the process, and don't talk to our, don't talk to people that can't handle it, because unconsciously, we are trying to get confirmation from someone that God hasn't spoken to. If God put in your heart to do a particular thing, to achieve a particular task, he put it in your heart, not in someone else's heart, not in your spouse's heart, not in your sister's heart, not in your brother's heart. He put it in your heart. So you cannot try to get confirmation from someone who God didn't speak to about your situation. The way you're able to run if you if 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 you if you're looking for confirmation, you just run and everything that God that you need to achieve that which you that you are trying to achieve, I promise you, God will provide it for you along the way. And that's one of the secrets. It provided for you along the way. That means you got to move first. You got to start walking in that direction, and you will be amazed how things, people, and resources will start arriving. It'll start arriving before you know it. I was running with um, Michael yesterday and uh, my girlfriend, Lee. We were just running. And Lee asked me this question. She said, Ramona, because we were talking about events and stuff that we do, and, and, and she was at an event that we did that I spoke at the event. We had about maybe 90 people at that event, and I literally cooked also at the same time, and she said, Ramona, when you started Ashtay Products, did you know you could do that? Believe it or not, I didn't. I did not know that I could cook for 100 people, 200 people, 300 people with my eyes closed, effortless. I did not realize now, this is what my mother did. So this was a seed that my mother and God planted in me. And I had no idea. I had no idea the seed was eat. I, I did not know it was in me. But you see, when you move, right, when you move, you then start discovering different seeds that already inside of you, the seed of success is already inside of you. And when you move on it, when you move on it, then you will discover.
discover different things inside of you that will help you to achieve that which you are trying to achieve. And I, I looked at Lee. I said, wow, Lee, I just realized that. I just realized how God plants seeds in you. And it's your responsibility to dig in and discover the different gifts, the different seeds that he has put inside of you. What seeds, what gifts are in you that you haven't discovered? You are where you are because of the seeds and the gifts you have already used and you've already discovered. It is now our response. It's your responsibility. That's why it says you become wealthy. You become wealthy. Become. Become. Be. Be. Be got to come. You got to come. Become wealthy. It's inside of you. It's inside. We got to dig in. Dig in. So, y'all, I know I'm not too good at this stuff, and I don't even know if what I've said has made sense. Oh, Lord. Okay. I have no idea what time it is because this phone I have is a Mickey Mouse phone. And, um... You know, Ramona, you did a fabulous job. Good, Ramona. I know. I know. Today, you're not taking it a long time. I know y'all just be saying that because y'all don't. Oh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You spoke to me. Ramona was awesome. Awesome. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you enjoyed. The power of the seed. Yes. 